This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about another thing I shouldn't really eat. <laughs> yes, we're making a bad habit of it. It's it's okay, the list is long. Uh, we're talking about cucumbers. Cucumbers and not pickles. Not no, not pickles. Oh my goodness. We we have a pickle guest we in do. the works. Yes. And so a pickle episode is forthcoming. Absolutely. But it is not this one. Not today. No. Today is the cucumber. And I wanted to include a quote, a quote of the episode right at the top from Samuel Johnson. A cucumber should be well sliced and dressed with pepper and vinegar and then thrown out as good for nothing. Dang. Right? That is is some strong words about a cucumber. You know, I don't feel that strongly about cucumber even that I... No, I don't either. And I have to say, I'm someone who does have a lot of like theatrics in me and a lot of enemies... As you mind sure. Have, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a lot even for me. <laughs> like to put something, make a dish out of it and just be like so spiteful. Aha, I'm going to throw you out at the end of this. It's a lot. It is. But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he had his reasons. He did. And we're going to talk about them later. They're pretty excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Noel pointed us to this song video sensation, Lauren. Have you? I don't know what it is. Oh, can we play a clip of it right here in the studio? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. This is like reaction video, but it's audio version. Yeah. 
Vitamins, minerals, very high number, silica, hair and nails get longer. Other vitamins make your bones them stronger. Anti-wrinkle make you look younger. Hmm. He just did the entire episode for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys should just be listening to, to that dude. Maccabee um, on the YouTubes has a number of uh, raps, rat Rasta style uh -huh. raps like that. That one's about the cucumber. It was excellent. And... Uh... Yeah, that was a, a good overview for sure. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, we're gonna we're gonna unpack all of that stuff. Yeah, starting with the cucumber. What is it? Well, uh, cucumbers are the fruit of a flowering vine, and yes, they're technically a fruit, not a vegetable. Uh, super technically, or botanically rather, they are a berry. But yeah, um, there are many different kinds, but your basic cucumber is oblong with a relatively thin, bitter, dark green skin encasing like very pale green flesh, which is in turn encasing just a whole bunch of seeds. Um, the flesh is watery and crunchy and the seeds are small and kind of soft and edible. And the whole thing tastes fresh and green and cool and, and a little bit savory or bitter. Yeah. Or yeah. both. Mm -hmm. The Latin name is Cucumis sativus. And they're fairly closely related to melons, pumpkins, gourds, and squash. Yes. And there are many, many, many types of cucumbers. Oh, yeah. Including, not actually including, the squirting cucumber. I wanted to talk about it. I want to know what it is. But it's not, it's not a cucumber, so not within the purview of this episode. It's, like, vaguely related. It looks sort of like a cucumber. Does it scorch you? Well, it, it, when, when it's ripe, it ejects its seeds. I mean, it's a it's it's a vegetable, but when it gets very ripe, it just ejects its seeds like violently. So, yeah, I'm going to have a good laugh about that later. I you look like you're having a good laugh about that right now. I'm struggling to contain myself. <laughs> the jokes I want to make. Oh yeah, but we must move on. We yes, we must sally forth. We must. Um, there are yes, many many types of cucumber from the pickling cucumber like Kirby. Or liberty to the Japanese and Mediterranean varieties. Their skins range from smooth to bumpy to outright spiky and can be yellow to green to striped or speckled with both and can be either completely edible or unpleasantly bitter and fibrous. On average, they can range from 2 to 40 inches, that's about 5 to 100 centimeters in length, and weigh anything from 2 ounces to 9 pounds. 9 pounds? That's like 50 grams to 4 kilos. Ooh. Yeah. English cucumbers can grow up to two feet long, a little under a meter, and are seedless, and therefore sometimes marketed as burpless. Apparently, the seeds give some people gas. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Cucumbers typically are categorized in one of two ways, slicing or pickling. Slicing cucumbers are eaten straight from the garden or wherever you get your cucumbers from and generally have smooth, spine-free skin and can range in length from 4 to 12 inches. Pickling cucumbers, on the other hand, are smaller, like 1 to 5 inches, and their skin is bumpier and or spinier. Oh, one thing, in addition to squirting cucumbers, that is not technically a type of cucumber is a gherkin. Oh, really? And, okay, this is about to get what I consider completely unnecessarily complicated. Um, botanically speaking, gherkins are... Other fruits of viney plants in the cucurbitaceae family, the same as cucumber, and they resemble cucumbers in flavor or appearance. For example, the cucumis anguria, the West Indian gherkin, and the melotheria scabra, the Mexican sour gherkin. That's botanically. 
culturally speaking, a gherkin is either a botanical gherkin that has been pickled or a small pickled cucumber of any kind. Some people just pickle a cucumber and call it a gherkin because they resemble other things that are gherkins, and gherkins resemble cucumbers anyway, so. I think that's why I've been confused. I, it's confusing. It really is. It really is. So that's fine. <laughs> right. Etymology-wise, the origins of the name is fairly straightforward. From the Latin cucumerin, then the old French maybe or maybe not took that and turned it into cucumbra. And then that jumped to English because it's pretty close, cucumbra. Um, or perhaps it straight up came from Wycliffe's first English translation of the Bible in which the cucumber gets name-checked more than once. Huh. Or it could have been both. <laughs> but generally, that's a that's a yeah. simpler story than we're normally telling. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. Cucumbers are an annual plant, meaning that you have to plant them anew each growing season from seeds or transplants, and they will grow, flower, fruit, and then die off. Oh. Yeah. The vines grow either bush-like along the ground or can be trained up uh, trellises or, or other standing objects, fences, whatever you want. And the plants generally have both male and female flowers, but some have been cultivated to have a majority of one or the other. Either way, they don't self-pollinate or wind-pollinate because they're pretty sticky. Uh, you need insects, probably honeybees, to do that for you. Our good old friend, the honeybee. I know. In big agriculture, cucumbers are harvested mechanically, like the whole plant is just pulled up and sent for sorting. They're fairly delicate, and it's considered best to hand-pluck them from their vines. The ones with thin skins come shrink-wrapped in order to prevent water loss along the way, oh. which is why if you've seen an English cucumber shrink-wrapped, oh. there you go. They don't want it to it, – otherwise it would dehydrate like a, like a sponge. Title idea. The thin-skinned cucumber. Ooh. All right. I like it. This is part of my process, everybody. <laughs> Um, if we're looking at nutrition, I've often heard of cucumber referred to as a, quote, negative calorie food, mm. meaning the calories you expend on digesting it are more than the calories you get from eating it. Yeah, probably not. Um, didn't find anything to back it up, but a half cup will run you about eight calories, and they are 95, 96 percent water. There, so, side note here, there are no scientifically rigorous studies that prove that negative calorie foods are an actual thing. I mean, like throughout the day, about Five to ten percent of your energy goes into digesting foods, but eating negative calorie foods isn't going to give you enough nutrients to like live on. Right. So, oh. I mean, you know, if you like them, then eat them. And we could all use more vegetables and fibrous things in our diets. But please, please, please ignore people who try to sell you on like negative calorie eating. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, if if you're going to go negative calorie, that should be done through a combination of diet and exercise. Don't. Just do it through food. No. Probably. <laughs> Consult a doctor. Yes, always. Always. Yeah, we are not medical professionals. No. no. <laughs> nope. Nope. But whatever the case, they are healthy. Yeah. Uh, they have potassium, vitamins A, B6, C, and K, folate, magnesium, thiamine, phosphorus, copper, and manganese. I did read somewhere that it was kind of like a judgy. <laughs> it was a weird judgy statement like the cucumber is healthy but it's not that healthy it's like okay <laughs> it, it was strange in the context of what it was written in because mm -hmm. it wasn't just like some comment that nobody yeah like no blowjo or whoever <laughs> made it was in a an article about cucumbers i thought it was interesting um in 2010 we produced 57.5 million tons of cucumber 
around the world. As of 2005, China accounted for 60% of that, followed by Turkey, Russia, Iran, and the U.S. The largest cucumber? Well, last I checked, I'm not regularly <laughs> checking these things, but last I checked, it was 164 pounds What? Or, or about 74 kilos, and it's 67 inches long or 170 centimeters. That, that cucumber is like way bigger than me. Oh, that's a weird thought. That's a weird thought. <laughs> <laughs> like I could comfortably fit inside that cucumber. Oh, I know you'd be so cool. Cool as a cucumber, perhaps. <laughs> I keep thinking of um, Pickle Rick. Oh, yeah. But if he, would, if he had been that size, he would have been like a human size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, this is going to come back later. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Okay. But Pickle but, Rick aside for the current moment. For the current moment. We're going to get into the history of the cucumber. But first, we're going to get into a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching! Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. back. Thank you, sponsor. Mm -hmm. The cucumber got its start in ancient Asia, mm -hmm. probably around India and the Himalayas, where it had been cultivated for at least 3,000 years. Early cucumbers produced more cucurbitacins um, than most of our modern varieties. And this is a bitter compound that the cucumber uh, makes to keep those pests away. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't taste good. Tastes like toxic. Stay back. Stay back. Don't eat me, please. More on that later. Yes. Um, 
Cucumber's got a mention in the legend of Gilgamesh and was on the product list of the ancient Ur in the Sumer region of Mesopotamia. As we said at the top of the show, the Bible brings up the cucumber as one of the foods freely available to the slaves in Egypt. Quote, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. There are even stories of making a weak liqueur drink from cucumber in the early days by cutting a hole in the fruit, stirring up the insides until they were all liquidy, plugging up the hole, and then burying the cucumber for a couple of days. (laughs) I mean, if anybody wants to give it a shot, let us know how it goes. Oh, goodness. Don't take our advice. No, never. Um, According to some sources, the peoples of southeastern Europe in areas like Turkey and Bulgaria are producing cucumber around the same time as well. Whatever the case, from India, the cucumber made the journey, most likely with the Romans, to Europe. Ancient Romans were big fans of the crop. Our old pal Pliny the Elder observed that they were a popular choice for Emperor Tiberius, who was never without them. Uh, He loved them so much that they were grown throughout the year using artificial methods similar to a greenhouse to make sure that he was never, ever minus a cucumber. If he wanted a cucumber, he could get his hands on one. (laughs) Roman gardeners would plant them in wooden carts so they could be wheeled out in the sun during the day and moved inside during the cold winter months. They were kept in frames or cucumber houses. They had pineapple houses, cucumber houses. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty delicate. Like, they do best, like, in, in, like, kind of warm temperatures. But if they drop below, like, 50, they're ruined. If they go too high, they're ruined. My, My little heart is like, poor cucumbers. Poor delicate cucumbers. Pliny's description of these cucumbers more closely resembled that of wild cucumbers than what we cultivate these days. They were quite small. And of course, they were used for medicinal purposes. Everything from scorpion bites to improved eyesight um, to the medicinally tangential, I guess, scaring away of mice. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Women wanting to get pregnant would wear them strung about their waist. I got a very big laugh out of that at my desk. Um, Some midwives would carry them, too, and they would toss the cucumber once the child in question was born. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. And I'm kind of curious, how many people do you think were getting stung by scorpions (laughs) in this time? Because it's come up more than once. That a food is good for, like, scorpion stings? Yeah. Or, or snake bites. Oh, so I think they're just more serious then than they are now. Like, I suppose that's true. I mean, a scorpion sting hurts. Or it can be. Some of them are deadly. I think. That's true. Just, just musings that I have about previous times. And no insecticides. Yeah. There are many reasons why the past is a terrible time to have lived, but it's true. Scorp. I mean, like hats are basically the only good thing. We could bring back hats. Oh, man. I, the, you know, the first time I was stung by a scorpion, <laughs> I was four, and I put I put my, my foot in my oh, shoe. Oh, yeah. You always check your shoes. I, oh, I learned a lesson. I feel like that should be a proverb. Always check your shoes. Always check your shoes. Or the scorpion may lurk inside. There's a t-shirt. Anyway, back to the cucumber. As we move into the Middle Ages, cucumber first appeared in written records in France in the 9th century CE when Charlemagne decreed that they be grown in his garden. Some writings from this period suggest that cucumbers were introduced to England in the 1300s, lost, and then reintroduced two and a half centuries later. 
This is because the English had a word for cucumber translated literally to earth apple as far back as 1066 CE, which suggests that at least somebody had seen them. Or maybe they got the idea from the Bible. Mysteries. Of history. Yep. Catherine of Aragon is said to have liked cucumbers in her salads. I do too, Catherine of Aragon. In 1494, Columbus, turn Columbus again, brought them over to Haiti. When French explorer Jacques Cartier arrived to Montreal, he found, quote, very great cucumbers. But historians think he was probably mistaken, given that they were such a new crop in the New World at the time, the time being 1535. Um, In 1539, DeSoto wrote um, that the cucumbers he found in Florida were superior to the ones found in Spain. European colonialism introduced them to Africa, too. And as more and more trade took place between the Europeans and the indigenous peoples of the Americas, the cucumber was adopted as a crop in the New World, particularly with the tribes of the Rocky Mountains and Great Plains. Several books penned in the 1600s described cucumbers or cowcumbers. Cowcumbers, as they were frequently called at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, growing in New England colonies. And I, I hope that... Can you indulge me, Lauren, and listeners, that if I, I found an excerpt I'd like to read from a 1600 book on how to grow them in the Americas and the double entendres just... Oh, please, please do. Thank you. Cucumbers must be grown to an enormous length. Everybody wants to have his fruit larger than his neighbor's. And if it is so long that no dish can be found to hold it, so much the better. But is there any common sense in this? Of what use are these long fruits except to make people stare? Are they better bearers? Better cedars? Quite the contrary, they are simply longer. Too coarse to suit a cultivated taste. Oh, That's, <laughs> that, is, that is a lot. It is, isn't it? It goes on. And I, I like, stopped myself from reading the entire thing because it, it continues. I'm, I'm glad that we're both 12. That's, we are. That's good. I hope, that, I hope that you listeners out there are also 12 and enjoying that. I hope so. Physicians continued espousing the health benefits of cucumbers. And because of its high water content and retentativeness, the retentativeness retentativeness of the water. That's fun to say. Uh, Cucumbers were thought to never lose their cool. And that's a quote. Because of this, patients with fevers may be treated by laying on a bed of sliced cucumbers in order to become as cool as a cucumber. That usage popped up around the 1730s. Right. We're still using it today. Right? Oh, it's great. Yes. Eating cucumbers three times daily was also believed to be a cure for pimples and a reddish nose. Oh. Yeah. The inside of a cucumber can be as much as 20 degrees Fahrenheit less than the outside. And that's like out in a sunny field. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is why cucumbers are placed over the eyes at places like spas for the coolness factor. In actual temperature, you probably don't. Yeah. Cool, man. You probably don't look cool at all. No, not really. I mean, it depends. But you're comfortable. It depends on your definition. That's true. That's true, Lauren. However, the cucumber's public reputation soon fell to the wayside in the late 1600s, thanks in part to a growing distaste and prejudice against eating raw fruits and vegetables. This prejudice got its roots in several articles appearing in health (laughs) publications claiming that uncooked produce led to disease, was little better than trash, possibly poisonous, and should not be fed to children. 
One article signaled out the cucumber in specific as a crop, quote, fit only for cows. Oh, maybe that's where that whole cowcumber thing comes from. That's what some historians think. A 1663 diary had this entry on the matter. This day, Sir W. Batten tells me that Mr. Newhouse is dead of eating cowcumbers, of which the other day I heard of another, I think. Cucumbers, <laughs> cucumbers' poor reputation hung around for quite a while until the 19th century. A company that comes up a lot on this show was in part to thank for the good cucumber PR and restoration of its image, Heinz. Heinz started selling pickles in 1876. Other companies followed soon after, and people got on board with the cucumber again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during his time making the rounds through Asia Minor, Frederick Hasselquist stumbled upon the Egyptian hairy cucumber, which he described as, quote, queen of cucumbers, refreshing, sweet, solid, and wholesome, and that they, quote, still form a great part of the food of the lower class people in Egypt, serving them for meat, drink, and physic. Interesting. By 1806, there were at least eight varieties of cucumbers growing in colonial America. And they are a popular garden element to this day. They are. Um, I think in 2014, um, it was named the the year of the cucumber. Right, yeah. And it is one of the top five fruits. I always want to say vegetables, but fruit. Technically uh, fruit. Yes, grown in American gardens. So it's come a long way from the cowcumber. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love that name. I would, I, I don't know. I feel I like know. there's marketing there to be harnessed. I do too. For sure. Hmm. Get on that, marketers. Yeah. Something else to be possibly harnessed is some of its medicinal powers, which are related to its burpee powers. Its burpee powers. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And more on that after one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, the burping power of cucumbers. It's true. It's true? Yes. Cucumbers do make some people burp. Some people? Yeah, you know. If you're inclined to burp, you might burp. If you're not, there's been no real scientific studies. I find that hard to believe. (laughs) But there is a group of compounds in cucumbers and other related plants called cucurbitacins, which Annie mentioned earlier. And they provide some of those bitter flavor notes in cucumbers and also make some people burp. Yeah, a listener emailed in about this forever ago. And I think it was a very short email and it just said, do cucumbers actually make you burp? Can you look into this? And I was like, that can't be true. I've never really heard of that. But... um, Here's a here's a quote I found from the I think it's the Missouri University of Missouri. Non-burpless types can be made a bit more socially acceptable by cutting off about one inch of the stem end and peeling the skin off the fruit. And that's true. Most of the cucurbitacins in cucumbers are uh, concentrated in the skin and in that that tail end or ah, that that stem end okay. of the cucumber. Um, but they're not just in there for, like, comedy effects. In, in in nature, they do help ward off pests. Many creatures avoid bitter flavors because many bitter flavors are toxic. Yeah. Which means that psychologists say that if you really like bitter flavors, there's something a little bit off about you. What's your favorite type of flavor, Lauren? Bitter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. (laughs) That mild toxicity um, may cause some people to burp after eating cucumber, but it could actually be a bonus in the long run. Uh, Cucurbitacins may have anti-tumor properties. Oh, really? Yeah, because apparently they're toxic to tumors, too. Makes sense. Yeah. And more more research needs to be done on that one. Yeah. Okay, but I got another question. Yeah. Why do they smell gross to some people? This is something I had never heard of. Me either. Like I, like I have have lots of experience with the uh, with the great debate of whether cilantro is delicious or tastes like soap. Yeah, and that's a genetic thing. It is. This is also a genetic thing. Um, the compound phenylthiocarbamide or PTC, which is a much nicer thing to say out loud, um, either tastes like super bitter or basically like nothing at all, depending on your personal genetic makeup. The specific gene that creates the physical shape of the taste receptors to either be able to detect this or not, or something a little bit in between, uh, was identified in 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But why are cats so dang scared of cucumbers? Huh. All right. This this is a matter of some debate, but okay, either A, uh, cats think they're snakes at first. Okay. Oh, gosh. Sure. Um, Or B, If you plunked basically anything unexpected down behind a cat, especially when it's just been eating, it's going to be startled. Huh. Uh, I mean, like, if someone quietly snuck behind you while you were eating dinner and left an object there that's about half as tall as you and as thick as your leg, what would you do when you got up and turned around? (laughs) Well, I'm easily startled. (laughs) But, okay, this is giving me an idea because... 
there's a guy where I'm very easily startled. A- Annie is. I basically cannot approach her desk without startling her. Yeah. Which I constantly feel bad about, but also <laughs> giggle about a little bit. Yeah. There's a, like, people can slowly approach with their hands up in, like, a surrender, I mean, no harm position, and I will, like, jump back into the wall. That's literally what I usually do. Yeah. Um, but there's a guy at work who likes to prank me. He likes to scare me. He likes to startle me. He sits... He stands, we have standing desks, across from me, uh, Chandler. Chandler. And um, I think I'm going to just put a cucumber behind him because it's weird. It won't scare him, but see, it's weird. See, I, w- I was picturing, as I was writing this, I was picturing Pickle Rick. I was like, what if like an enlarged version of Pickle Rick was just standing behind you? Oh, that would scare me. Oh, yeah. When you got done eating. Mm-hmm. I'd be real scared. I'm, Pickle Rick is terrifying. I love Rick and Morty. I never want to meet Rick. Especially no. not in pickle format. No. Fun fact, I would say that was the most popular costume at Dragon Con last year. Oh, goodness, yeah. I saw a really good one. They were pickle ricks abound. <laughs> but um, anyway, cats and cucumbers, don't, don't do that to your cat, man. Don't do things to your pets to startle them on purpose. It's impolite. I mean, and I know that cats don't have a concept of rudeness. Actually, they do. They're heckin' rude. They totally do. But, <laughs> but, it, it, but they don't understand the humor in the situation, and it's just stressing them out. Be, be, ni- be nice to your pets. Yeah. Always be nice to your pets. Chandler, however, has it coming. <laughs> Chandler is way less innocent than a cat, so. <laughs> I can't wait to do this. I'm very excited. <laughs> we'll need to film it. Okay. Yes. Uh, and this more or less brings us to the end of our cucumber episode. It does indeed. And it brings us to... Listener mail. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's probably the opposite of cool. Not as cool as a cucumber. No, not that cool. Uncool as what's an uncool food? It'd have to be a hot food. These are questions. Oh, flaming hot Cheetos. Pizza rolls. Po- <laughs> I just pointed to Dylan. <laughs> He's just Cheetos. Dylan He's- is ready. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, a burn. <laughs> um, a little peek behind the podcast curtains, listeners. We, Lauren and I do kind of take a commercial break during the, like, now for a quick word from our sponsor. Yeah, we, we, take, we take a minute or two to kind of unwind. Yeah, and we discuss things, and we found out during one of these ad breaks that Super Producer Dylan really doesn't like cucumbers. Yeah. He called them, like, evil. Like, stringently dislikes, I would say. Yes. And he just said, uncool as a cucumber. Yeah. That was a burn. Cucumber <laughs> burn. Um, I, I, you know, I like cucumbers in the summer. I have a specific time where I, I'm really into cucumbers. And then I'm kind of like, oh, uh, I'm I, I really, I really miss like, like cucumber and tomato salads. Oh, yeah. Like That's a, what, yeah. Yeah. My mom makes that. She makes relish every summer. Ooh. And it's just like vinegar. Tomatoes and cucumbers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now I want that. I didn't think cucumber episode was going to make me hungry, but now I want that. All right. Moving on, Paul wrote, mm-hmm. just finished listening to your bourbon talking wild turkey and was interested in the part about the bourbon passport. You were dismayed that you had not learned about it sooner and had missed getting your passport stamped at some of, uh, some of the earlier distilleries. There is hope. According to... KYBourbonTrail.com slash passport. <laughs> Under the section, what do I get for completing my passport? It says, 
Forget to grab a stamp at one of the stops? No problem. If you have photos or receipts from your visit, you'll be good to go. I'd say you have enough evidence that you were at the stops. You said you were. I would say so. We did a whole podcast. <laughs> um, unless you really want to repeat the experience. I'd say that either way would be delightful. But that's either really way. good to know. It is. It's very uh, – <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic that that is a policy that they have because, like I've said, probably more than I should have, there's a free T-shirt involved. <laughs> So (laughs) this is a serious business. It is. Tyler wrote, I want your opinion on this whole IHOB International House of Burgers versus IHOP International House of Pancakes debate. Apparently it's only temporary, but I don't care. The closest IHOP to me is a good 30 minutes or so. Yet there is a Burger King and a McDonald's five minutes from my house. There's even a Five Guys ten minutes from my house. As you can see, I get a good burger in a fraction of the time it takes me to get to IHOP. I really just want pancakes and a side of bacon. Is that so hard? What do you guys think about this? Are you on board with the whole IHOP thing? Or do you think they should stick to breakfast? I, for one, think they should stick to breakfast. Not a lot of good breakfast places near me, and if there is, I haven't tried them or didn't like them. Please write back so I can hear your thoughts. Long live pancakes! Indeed. Indeed. I have to say, I love, Tyler, that you wrote, I feel like we are food superheroes, <laughs> and we're being called in to weigh <laughs> on, this, on this situation. On this uh, matter of extreme import. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was delighted to get this email. Oh, goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you um, for, for entrusting us with the kind of opinion that this is. I, uh, I think it's a terrible but effective marketing ploy. Yeah, you used to work in marketing, didn't you, Lauren? Oh, very briefly. I, we don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's, no, it's fine. I was, I was just really bad at it. So, okay. so, so actually, like, like, I don't have expertise in the area to be like, that, okay. That's ineffective. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there was a finger wagging gesture that that came along with that sentence. If you guys couldn't hear it happening in the background, uh, I, I, I mean, I think it's it's annoying people. Yeah. And that in general, annoying people is not my favorite way to be marketed to. Mm-hmm. Um, however, annoying things do garner attention. I mean, yeah. like we're talking about it right now. Exactly. So. Yeah, and people were like, a flutter. What could the bee mean? It's brunch. It's breakfast. And then it was burgers. Burgers. And everyone's like, go back to being breakfast. <laughs> so They're keeping their breakfast. I After after we received this email, I checked. Uh-huh. The menu isn't changing. They're really just focusing on a few of these burger selections that they have that they think are real good. Uh-huh. A reporter from Business Insider went out to lunch and had a couple of them. He said they were great. Okay. He, she. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I remember reading all the hubbub around this that they, like, serve 70% of people before 3 Mm p.m. So I thought maybe they were trying to, like, get more people to come for non-breakfast Yeah, like lunch and dinner. Yeah, But you can have breakfast whenever. You can. Um, Yeah, I, 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 too, think that it was both foolish but also, yeah. People are talking about it. I mean, I can't remember the last time IHOP was in the news. A topic of conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So good for them. Yeah. But get your burgers wherever you want, y'all. Absolutely. Get your pancakes wherever you want. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. I used to. I am a person who has many a nickname. And in college, one of my nicknames was Blueberry. 
And it's because <laughs> I love blueberries. And I remember a late night studying, and we all went out to IHOP, and I ordered blue, double blueberry pancakes with blueberry syrup at IHOP. Oh, wow. And uh, people were like, wow, you really like blueberries. You're like, all right, blueberry. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> and now I know more about uh, Willy Wonka, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I should retire Blueberry as a nickname. Oh, no. It's fine. It's delightful. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. But IHOP is one of the only places you could get blueberry syrup. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I hope that we didn't let you down on our in our superhero powers, our food powers, Tyler. Yeah. Um, oh, but we, we, need like a, we need like a food stuff signal. We do. <laughs> what would it be? Pancakes? <laughs> Pineapple. I'm not sure. Oh, I do like that. Write in, write in, and let us know. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you would like to do that, our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. Or you can get in touch with us on social media platforms of various kinds. On Twitter and Facebook, we are foodstuffhsw. Over on Instagram, we are foodstuff. We do hope to hear from you about the foodstuff signal or otherwise. Thank you to our super producer, Dylan, for not liking cucumbers. I feel a little bit vindicated since I can't eat them. Well, you, you guys can start your own anti-cucumber club, but... Oh, we're gonna. Are you gonna help me? Just help me prank Chandler. Uh, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 